Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Four, three, two, one. Welcome to episode 179 of the Kiss FAQ podcast, and there's only two of us, and we were all, well, both of us were in Indy at the weekend, so you're allowed one guess as to what this show is going to be about. It is the Kiss FAQ Indy Expo 2018 Extravaganza Recap Show, and uh, I'm joined by Andy. And Hi, hey, don't. <laughs> Before we get into anything, I just want to let everyone know that you and Kim were a fantastic amount of help to me this past weekend. I was able to go to the bathroom, which meant I was able to have a few beers at the table. Now, you guys are absolutely indispensable. Very fun to hang out with you guys. Um, you know, it, it was just a you know a wonderful weekend. So once again, thank you so much to both of you for all you did to help me out. I could not have done that table on my own. Wouldn't have been any fun ah, whatsoever. No problem. I had I had nothing to do all weekend anyway, so what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, let's let's go straight out of the bat on a ranking of one to ten from the expos you've been to. Where does this one rank up for you? And I'm gonna go right away. I'm gonna put this one as a solid eight. It's absolutely insane the amount of guests that Steve and uh, Keith and the crew were able to put together for it. I'm going to say that uh, no one without the official KISS logo on it can do a 10. Um, but it was absolutely stunning. The first time I'd been back to Indy since I think 2000 was the last one that I had t- attended. I am more than satisfied with what I got for my money's worth. Um, I certainly got my money's worth and I did the, uh, the, the what was it, the Platinum both days plus a dealer table. So um, very, very, very happy and we're going to go into the details of uh, you know everything about that from both of us what about you where does it rank on some of the experiences that you've had uh you know i know it's a lot a lot of work because you know i've done parties and do the gatherings and living in sins and all that so i know it's a lot a lot of work man i don't think people realize uh, you gotta you gotta give it to them for uh, bringing so many guests i mean it was just insane with the guests which was you know really really cool you know what i mean in a way they spread it out which was good and i guess we'll get into that like you said after um as in uh, merchandise wise, it was a little bit, you know, I, I know they're not going to be like the old days without a doubt. It's never going to return to that, but, uh, uh, there were more, they say d- dealers or people that were trying to sell us stuff in Atlanta and the New Jersey one, the one in New Jersey before that, without a doubt. So, you know, the raking, it's like, like you said, like a nine, you know, because they had so many guests. It's way up you know? there. Yeah, it is. It was definitely way up there, especially, you know, it was kind of like the kiss thing, but then there's like the family tree. You know, the tree kept extending out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and they had some guests that I've never met before. You know, um, I've been to a lot of expos through the years, but this was my first time in Indy. And, um, you know, a good time to go, the big one, you know, basically bang, the big bang, you know. And uh, like I said, I had my geek out moment right away on uh, Saturday morning when we went to, uh, you know, put your stuff up on the table at like 6 a.m. I don't know if people realize that, did, that where Jillian was was stationed in that room they had no doors to lock everything so basically <laughs> we had to put everything up and then take everything down and about once you put everything up you basically you were, you were basically stuck there all morning all day until you basically packed you know <clears throat> unless you had somebody helping you out or basically watching your tables and you know there were a lot of people around us that you know that would watch out too you know what i mean <laughs> well I, I, I don't know. we were surrounded by the podcast guys so i don't know they all have beady eyes 
they were looking at all your books going, hmm, I want some of those. <laughs> well, most of the podcast guys, I mean, uh, Rock, uh, Ages of Rock are right next to us, uh, Dennis, Bill, um, and Alan, of course. Didn't come in until quite a bit later than, than everyone else. I mean, uh, some of the, the big guys were setting up, you know, well before 7 a.m. when I got down there. And, you know, they were here at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and I don't even remember what time it officially opened for the, the pre-admissions and stuff. But uh, every everyone was busy. And, you know, even in that side room, which I, you know, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. No big deal that we had to pretty much take all stock out, you know, left all the backdrops and tables as they were. And everything was perfectly fine overnight. Um, so, you know, the hotel was secure enough, not secure enough to leave you know, records and, and whatnot around. But uh, other than that, it was no bother whatsoever. So, you know, a lot of work was done by the, the groups. And then, of course, the podcast guys did come in. Uh, Growing Up Rock were there. Uh, podcast Rock City. I always forget the other one on the end there. Because Classic uh, Rock Drops. There you go. Thank you so much for not hanging me out to dry on that one. And apologies <laughs> to them for not having it roll off my tongue. So I, I was kind of, because we're a hybrid, we're a website, we're a merch table, we're vinyl. Um, kind of weird to be lumped in with just pure podcasts, but it worked out very well because all of the podcast table had a hell of a lot of foot traffic from the stars. You know, from so the Gene Simmons band guys who, you know, uh, they are high up on my list of cool, cool dudes in the Kiss Army, both for what they do with uh, the rock and roll residency and as the Gene Simmons band, you know, were by um, four by fate were by, you know, four by fate came around. All those guys did all the podcasts and stuff. So, so I, I didn't have to go roaming around for a lot of things across from us were UD replicas. And this is the second time I've seen their gear. And it is no less impressive the second time around to see those freaking costumes uh, to see them setting up as well that is one hell of a professional outfit and they're just fun to watch they're fun to see interact uh with other people to the side of them were uh, ericcar.com and yep. the only shopping i did this weekend I, I don't even have it is i promised loretta once that i was going to get an eric car bobblehead well i did finally get him um and i i chose not to go with the asylum one believe it or not i oh. went i went with the fox um, oh yeah, the, yeah. 19, the 1981. So I, I, he's up on my shelf next to Eric Singer, L.A. Kiss bobblehead. So uh, very happy to have added that. <laughs> Did to you break my... its legs? <laughs> no, I didn't. I managed not to drop this one. Um, but sorry, Eric. Uh, yeah, Eric Singer. That is, I, I did drop your L.A. Kiss bobblehead and broke your legs. But uh, you know, what do you expect from a guy who hangs out in the Ecuadorianess? You know, uh, it, it, consulate it, it, all the time. And right up, right up my alley to the to, to the left of us <laughs> it was like a perfect thing. Uh, <clears throat> the, the the guy with the new kiss casket. Now I was like, oh my god, it's my present. <laughs> yeah, and rock and roll all, all night and potty every day. And you know they had the toilet seat covers as well, which you know it's cool to see that sort of stuff up close. Um, obviously, I have uh, no interest whatsoever in getting killed by my wife for purchasing anything like that. Uh, so that's as close as I will ever get to it, uh, is to look at it. We go, ooh, that's that's nice. The rock and roll over one look good. Jeans, I, I can't imagine having any of their faces on the toilet seat, but there you go. Whatever floats your boat. It's just the cover. It's not like you're actually sitting on it. It's the cover you lift up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I would still be a dead man, even if I just bought one to hang on the wall. But uh but there you go. So uh, who else was in our room? Next to UD Replicas was uh, Big John Hart. I think we froze Julian. 
That's that's okay. You're not frozen on my side, so we can just keep going. All right. Um, as long as I can see you. Uh, so next to UD replicas was Big John Hart and Lydia Chris. So yep. that that was neat to have some of the the stars. I mean, obviously people closely connected with Kiss in the early days in the <clears> same room. <throat> Beside them, now it's getting a little bit fuzzy. So, um, uh, Roman, Roman, and um, it, Roman and uh, is their friend doing the rock and roll. Yeah, we're really cutting out now, Jillian. Really? You're, you're, yeah. You're absolutely smooth on my side. You're, you're talking. I'm getting it like 20 seconds later. <laughs> that's that's your that's your connection. Ah, uh, again. Anyways, we'll just keep going if something happens. But uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah uh, Roman for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to get Bill Coin in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then there was some couple other people just selling stuff, regular stuff. You know, I mean, just uh, like a you and me, I guess. And then uh, way uh, back in the corner in the back, that was uh, Phil Elliott. Was selling stuff. I remember Phil. Phil used to do the original Expos from back in the day. <laughs> yep. And then before, there was another. My, that was way before my time. Um, they had Paul Combs, Joshua from Thunderbird Art. Uh, yep. Robert Fleischman was next to Roman and Bill O'Coin. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Joe O'Dell. And here's a great story. You know, I went down to see Joe as it was uh, my first time meeting him. Joe, I'm glad we finally got an opportunity to meet in person. Uh, but he had the dolls. The uh, the tall, I, I think the the 18 inch action figures, and he had some out of the packaging. I was like, holy shit, those actually look really, really good in person. I was stunned, absolutely amazed, because I, you know, everyone knows I make fun of the dolls because I call them dolls uh, rather than action <laughs> figures, and it's just something I'm not into. But they do look impressive, and you know, I, I told him, I said, if I was into that, seeing those in person outside of the packaging, I would be a buyer on those because they really look good quality. They look way better once the hair is all out of, you know, from behind the, the plastic and whatnot. So it was really cool to see a lot of those. So I hope he had a good day. Um, of course, uh, Phil Elliott, Tom Shannon, Kiss My Wax was in the house. Yep. And to see the new Rockologist Ace Frehley poster. Wow. Looks fantastic to see the covers from the limited edition LP pressing they're doing for Origins Volume 1. Looks absolutely stunning in person. Very impressed by the quality of uh, the work that they've done. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that that becomes a big success for them and that they're able to do some other albums, say Live to Win or Asshole or <laughs> One Live Kiss on Double Purple Vinyl, you know. So who knows? I, I hope it leads to bigger and grander things for them because the work that they're putting in, and obviously they were selling uh, the Kiss My Wax book there as well. And at the table, you, you could meet Jason Herndon. I met both of those guys in Atlanta, but it was very nice to see both of them again. Um, into the next room. I mean, oh, uh, geez. That, that that was the geek out moment for me at 6 o'clock in the morning. You know, I go, I go in the door and there's uh, Phil Collario, you know, uh, you know, basically KissWarehouse.com was there and they had like a, that whole side. And Kim saw something she wanted because she went in early in a woman's shirt. She said, oh, I want the shirt. She came back and got me. I go back in there. I talk to them for a couple seconds. That's the shirt she wants. I turn around and right there, Bill Stocky. Bingo. Instant geekified. I just went. <laughs> you know, I've never met Bill before. And, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And she, Kim's like, who is it? And I'm like, it's Bill Stocky. <laughs> she goes, who? And I'm Bill Stocky. 
<laughs> so I go running over to him. I'm like, hi, Bill. My name's Andy. He goes, oh, you're the Andy. He goes, you such say nice, nice things about me and this and that. And I'm like, I'm like, can I have a picture with you? It's an honor to have a picture with you because let's face it, man. He, he was part of that group. You know, people can say, oh, lucky or whatever. He was lucky or this and that. I don't care. He was part of that group. It made it special. And that made it special for me. And I had the shivers and I had the teary eyes in my eyes when I stood next to him take, having my photo done. And that's, that's all I can say. I was happy, happy camper. So, you know, I know people like freak out like, oh, you know, it's not like an Ace Frilly or, you know, Peter Chris or something like that. But, I mean, to me, that was one of my geek out moments. Yeah. Really geek out <laughs> moments of the, uh, of, the, of the expo for me. <laughs> he, he's not Peter Chris. He's not Ace Frilly. But he's still a big part of the history. He's got a chapter in history uh, to himself, which makes him, you know, an important part of the story. You know, regardless of him not being in the band, you know, not going being part of the entourage, you know, mm-hmm. he's still one of those people connected with the band who we all know about. And to meet him in person again, I, I think I met him at the previous ones, uh, at least one of them. But now, 20 years later, we both had like a little bit of a mutual appreciation society going on because obviously I know his history. And now I have a little bit more history as well for some of the projects that I've managed to complete as well. So it was very cool seeing him. Very humble. Very nice guy. Um, did he get a Q&A session? I don't remember if that was the case. But, no. uh, um, you know, that would have been fun. But, uh, you know, regardless of how many times you, you talk to him and hear the story, it's still nice for people who've flown in all over the world. Or even, you know, if I was doing that Q&A to ask him the questions myself would have been uh, would have been awesome. But very nice guy. Uh, very pleased to meet him. That whole room, the big golden ballroom was nuts in terms of the amount of talent that was set up in there. Um, I'm just going to go around the map that we had. Um, I was going to say it's fluctuated day by day. so <laughs> it, it did because people like Anton Fig were not there on the Saturday, were they? Uh, no, he was there Sunday. So he showed up on Sunday. Yeah, so I, I think – I don't even remember if Todd was there Saturday or whether they just did Sunday. But, uh, you know, there, there were tables out. I think Jim Kerr was in there with guitars. Uh, Lita Ford was back there yeah. with guitars. Um, and she had a great backdrop with her and her two dogs who were absolutely adorable. Um, there was a clothing – table things got moved around because michael jacks james jackson and carrie stevens were by a different door on the sunday when i went in um going after autographs and whatnot kiss online i think they were moving them because uh you know because uh lita four was really packed and they, i think it was got crambled so some people couldn't see like carrie and michael james jackson they were just getting like you know so they moved them on the other side or they moved themselves so there were some open tables here and there because Let's face it, even though they said, okay, this guest is going to be here, it doesn't mean they showed up at 9 a.m. in the morning, you know? Right. They were there, some there at 9, some there at 10, some of them around noon. It, it just fluctuated. So it was kind of a, it wasn't like, oh, here they all are, go get them. <laughs> it, it kind of fluctuated. And that was both days, too, you know? Saturday and Sunday. You just waited and kind of poked around and waited until somebody showed up, you know? And, and staying in line. <laughs> what I will say is that you know, even if people got moved around from where they are on my little map here, um, that doesn't matter. It was incredibly well run. 
very well organized and laid out. Um, in terms of the space that I had for my table was perfect for, you know, what I paid for as a dealer. Very happy with that. Um, it turned out, you know, well lit, comfortable, uh, plenty of bathrooms, which is always nice, especially if you have a couple of beers, uh, under the table while you're, while you're hanging out. Got to loosen up a little bit. Um, yeah. but back to, back to that room, there was one very cool corner, Craig Gas. Mark Slaughter, Bobby Rock, and Chuck Garrick back in that corner. I don't remember seeing Chuck back there when I was in, but Bobby Rock was so freaking friendly. Um, as nice as he's been, uh, just an incredibly talented guy. So friendly, so um, extroverted, tells a great story. His Q&A is one of my favorites from the weekend, and I wasn't able to go and watch these Q&As at the time. So I've been catching up on YouTube, and you know who I'm going to give a shout-out for fantastic film work and capturing all the Q&As, and that is Mike Brunn. Great job, my man, for getting all of that footage again for those who couldn't be there, for those of us who were there who couldn't go and enjoy them. It's uh, you know really nice to be able to go back and look at them. So Bobby Rocks, check it out. He's got some great stories. He's a good storyteller. He launched his autobiography um, at this event. And I forgot to buy a copy. I feel like a complete schmuck. I go to him, get a guitar signed, forget to buy a copy of his book. Um, <laughs> so next to him, Mark Slaughter. And again, getting uh, you know something signed. Um, I wasn't allowed to escape without getting a picture of Mark. So I look forward to seeing that. And Mark is just so damn nice as well. Such and he, and he, he, just, he just popped in on Sunday too. It wasn't like a set schedule with him. It wasn't. I don't. I, I don't remember. You know, so much of these two days is a blur because you know what was it? I was up at five each day to. Uh, I had to get out to find some food. Number one, and then get set up and all that. So you know, I was driving off to McDonald's three miles away on the Saturday. They weren't open on the Sunday, so uh, I ended up eating something out of the the little cafe that they had in the in the hotel just uh, to get something to to get going for the day with a coffee so and yeah and we'll explain that to people man i'll tell you that's one thing i can't stand <laughs> what is it it was that hotel you got to be kidding me that was one of the major downers of the expo they have this huge expo going on it's been planned for x amount of months they know there's a ton of people coming it's sold out and the hotel is not ready at all. You know, there's not enough food on Saturday night. By the time if you want to get food, it wasn't even packed in there on Saturday night. And they said anything coming out of the kitchen, anything, that's a hamburger, 40 minute, at least a 40 minute wait on Saturday night. And it wasn't even hardly anybody in there. I mean, it was awful. And basically where the expo was, <clears throat> you're basically, you know, airport, 10 minutes away, absolutely nothing around the hotel <laughs> right <laughs> there's absolutely nothing around unless you had a car so if you knew somebody had a car you could go 10 or 15 minutes to find a walmart or or if you went 15 or 20 minutes i think to go down indianapolis but other than that there's absolutely nothing around so you, basically everybody stuck there all day i mean they did serve uh, what pizza hot dogs and hamburgers if you want to buy them it wasn't the cheapest stuff but it wasn't the worst stuff either but i mean they just were it, it was like it was almost like they we just came in all of a sudden, it's bombarded of people, and they just can't handle it. But they knew this was coming. I can't understand that. It, so well, they they that, also, oh, also just finished also a uh, ex uh, or a uh, a pit bull or a boxer, a dog show, 
which uh, that Friday night it was hilarious. I mean, I didn't get any sleep because of freaking dogs barking. And that yeah, cafe there was down- the end Friday. <laughs> that that uh, that cafe downstairs was just a price gouge. I mean, three dollars and thirty six for a soda. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So uh, you know, I, I was fortunate. I got in and I was met by Corey, who had received most of my shipping for me in Indy, and he took me out to a wonderful brewery. So Corey, shout out to you as well for number one. You took me to a brewery that had beer to go, some really nice beer. The Kiss IPA was too damn strong, but uh, the the uh, the Round Town Lager was actually very nice, and uh, <laughs> he he was a, another gigantic help to me because I wouldn't have been able to bring half this. Well, I would have only brought half the stuff I had if I hadn't been able to ship directly to Indy and save money and therefore keep the costs way down on the books. Um, so that was a massive help to me. You know, the, the, the hotel itself, you know, I thought was adequate. Um, my my room, the air conditioning didn't work and it didn't get fixed and it just sucked because, I, you know, I'd hoped to do some uh, private interviews there and it was just too, it, it was, the, the conditions were just absolutely impossible, but, it, you know, it was a nice big room. Couldn't complain at the size, but. Uh, no, I'm not complaining about that, but I just, the food thing, not prepared for people. It yeah, just... you know, on, on, the, on the Saturday, I had some of that pizza. I thought it was crap. Um, the burger on the Sunday was way better. So six bucks for that, perfectly fine. I'm, I'm not going to complain about that in the slightest. And, you know, even with the 40 minute wait for the for the dinner, um, they did a buffet, which, you know, mashed potatoes, uh, prime well, uh, beef of some description and green beans <laughs> with au jus. You know, I'm like, OK, I'm down. With that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. And the second night was uh, pulled pork and chicken. So uh, with with carrots, you know, so yeah, worst case scenario, the food was adequate. Would I have rather had something different? Yeah, but not for a 40 minute wait. Uh, I mean, the only time they really pissed me off is when they got my drink order wrong and they gave me a freaking shandy. I mean, <laughs> I do not drink lemonade and lager. That is a girl's drink. I mean, what the hell? Um, but you know what? I actually did enjoy it. It was very refreshing. So I'm almost uh, almost embarrassed to admit that. But uh, it, you know, it is what it is. And it's kind of weird, too, with such a big convention and they know people are going to drink and eat and all that stuff. What happens? They close down the bar area at like quarter 12, 12 o'clock. Yeah, there may be laws. Oh. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm not I'm not too concerned. I had actually disappeared. You know, both of those nights by 10, I was shot. I mean, one night I had dinner with Ken, uh, Picks and Sticks. Ken, good to meet you as well in person. Um, and then I was kind of done. You know, I knew I had to be up at five. I, I knew I didn't want to go through the weekend in some alcohol drenched haze uh, that would just leave me suffering. So I was almost happy that I didn't hang out all night which would have been too easy but then again with not sleeping because of the amount of heat that there was in the room i might as well have stayed down but then again i would have been drinking so it worked out um well again, i just again. i just like that i mean i had drinks too but it's like fun to hang out with people that <clears throat> you usually never met before and you meet them for the first time or the people that you have met because um there was a lot of cruises kiss cruises there a lot of kiss cruises there were there catching up and you know people you catch up I mean people different from different you know areas and st- you know the time zone changes so people are like staying up later I mean I love it man I, I but yeah it does wear out you by the end of the weekend it, uh, you know turn into a zombie <laughs> kind of like the cruise you yeah. learn and, and working down on a table when you are doing a table and interacting with a lot of people um, 
and answering questions and talking lots of different topics and all of that, you know, it, if you don't do it all the time and, and it becomes a natural skill, it is effort. So, you know, I, I wanted to be a watching stri- you is like, I, I, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. Kim and I, or, you know, like say, we're trying to help you out as much as possible or whatever. And, and I, we, I, I just stand in and watch you when people come up to you and they start talking about you and your book and everything else. And you're just sitting here like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like, and I'm, and I'm trying to like, if people are like, yeah, what, what is this book? I want I'm like, this is the guy who wrote, this is the guy who wrote it. It's, it's, this is the author. And coming to people like he is, this, this is, this is the guy. And I'm like, yes, this is the guy. And then, then they went, oh yeah, I'm going to buy a book. Yeah. Don't you want him to sign it? Oh man. <laughs> You, you know, here's the thing. I am embarrassed to do an autograph. I hate doing it. Um, I'm happy to do so when gotcha. asked. Gotcha. Uh, but being volunteered by you continuously, I was, I was like, every time you did that, I was like turning around, and going, shut up, you know, stop doing that. That's really, really embarrassing. But you know, um, I, I got you one time. You were like, this is the look. You're like, and you went. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you really gave us that look like, and Kim's like, I don't think he wants you to say that anymore. And I'm like, well, tough. He's here. He's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it, I go, it's funny, too, because somebody even asked, after I said that, are you charging? And I started laughing. I remember that. I'm like, yeah, 10 bucks or 50 bucks for you. You know what I mean? Goofing around, you know? Well, yeah, you know? here's here's an even better one on, on the autographing stuff. Um, later on, Ken was hanging out at the table. And and that's Mr. Picks and Sticks, of course, who I'm referring to. And someone asked me, will you sign that for me? Uh, and, and are you charging? And he, he's like, no, it's a discount now that he's drawn on it. So, uh, you know, it, it, it it's fun. You know, that's the best part of the weekend, as you say, is there were people coming up. I was like, to freeze. I recognize you. Um, or Eric, I recognize you from Facebook or, you know, other people whose names I knew. There were other people who I've met before whose names I couldn't recollect. I mean, it, it, it's hit and miss. And it, it, well, it's, it's one, really it's funny. One of those, you, you, you run it. You run into the same problem I do. You know? Nope. I think it stopped or something. That saw. But uh, you run into the same problem I do. People come up to you and they say hi to you and they say your name and you go look at them and you go, uh, oh, what's your name? What's your name? I am terrible. You know, from the parties and everything else. Come up to you and you go, well, hi, Indian. I'm going, going ah. I'm going, hey, how you going? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm terrible with names at times. So I, I try not to, anybody says I do not do it on purpose. It's not trying to offend anybody. But it, sometimes I, I'm just with names. I can remember stuff from 15 years ago at work or something. But when it comes down to names, I am terrible at names. But I'm great at faces. I can remember you from what you did something somewhere. But I just at times I am really terrible at faith at names. And ask Jillian. I had to ask Jillian even after I did some stuff. I'm like, Jillian, what was that guy's name? I just talked to for like an hour. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, and it's tough. And, you know, when, you know, anyone does come up to the table and, you know, you do a podcast or you publish books or you, you do anything, you know, never, please never be offended if I, I don't recall your name. It isn't that I don't care. I've really enjoyed meeting you and having a conversation in many cases with you. But, 
when you've met 150 or 200 people in one day, it does become a little bit of a blur. What I will say is that every single interaction I had over the weekend, whether it was me behind the table or just out in the crowd, uh, just hanging in lines with, with people, um, except when I cut in front of line, of course, twice. Um, sorry, needs must. Uh, but uh, yeah. I flexed my muscle once. Did you? No. Uh, yeah, for you. Oh yeah, yeah. That was at the end of the ace thing, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. That, that was Mister. I don't, I don't want to go to my thing. I said I'll be right back. I'll find out what number they're at. <laughs> yeah, which was very lucky because I was able to go and get my photo with Ace and Eric, which was the only photo I really wanted that that day. And it, it was get right, out of the way. This guy's gonna get in you. <laughs> right, right at the end, and then for the Ace signing, you know, I, I got in right as the doors were about to shut, which you know worked out perfectly for that. So you know, again, you know, it, it was such a hectic weekend. So many people. Um, Actually, I don't know whether it was so many people. I don't know what the attendance was. It was a good crowd, um, probably a little lighter because of the Mother's Day weekend and whatnot, but still a lot of people, and a lot of people stopped by. And if they weren't buying, they were looking. And if they weren't looking, they were just saying, hi, uh, I'm such and such, or, you know, it, or... You know, no one came up. You know, Mark Cicchini from Three Sides was there, just came over. Hey, Julian, how you doing? Good warm handshake, um, you know, quick word, which is really nice. You know, even for people who were just there on other, you know, with other missions of, of their own, you know, coming, taking the time to come over and say hi was really nice and very much appreciated. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people did that. I mean, a lot of people came up to me where I was uh, sitting there <clears throat> and to Kim and I and basically say, hey, Andy, man, I can't wait for Miami. Thanks for the party and all this. And I'm like, well, the party hasn't happened yet. That's why I could think in the back of my mind. Party hasn't happened yet. Please, party hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Thank me when it's done. <laughs> so I, I'm curious about one thing because you were a busy guy this weekend. How many, po how, how many podcast episodes did you record with people? I know I saw you over Three. at Ages of Rock. I saw you over at Growing Up Rock. And yep. did, you do, did you do some with Podcast Rock City as well? No, I did. Uh, I did the uh, classic rock drops. They asked me to come by, and I did the uh, Rock of Ages and Growing Up Rock. You, 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 you and you and uh, Joe weren't uh, weren't doing things. <laughs> but I, that's okay. It's all good. Yeah, I, w I wasn't able to record anything while having a table full of merchandise and records. Well, I kind of figured that. So you know, <laughs> I'm a little busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I did put my I did bring my recorder, but I, I put it to better uses. Um, you know, you know. At the next expo I, I'm attending in Nashville, the Rock and Pod Expo, I'm purely uh, podcasting there. I am not selling. Uh, if I do sell anything, it will have been delivered in advance or paid for in advance and will be pickup only because there are people who I do want to interview. There are people who I would have loved to have interviewed at this event, but you know what? I just wasn't able to juggle the the sorts of things that I wanted to do because I wanted to do the commemorative you know tour edition of uh, Kiss on Tour for the Indie Expo and I wanted to have you know the Gene Simmons Vault Supplement and the Crazy Nights book available so you you have to balance between what you want to accomplish and just looking at Al Tate and you know Dennis and those guys right next to me had a mixer they had video they had everything set up that I mean and there's three of them. When it's me and a laptop and uh, maybe a microphone and a remote mic, uh, you know, it becomes less fun when you're doing it all yourself. So, um, no. And it flew by. 
the whole weekend actually ended up flying by. There were things I wanted to do after the things I wanted to do or get done. And I totally forgot. You know, I mean, re- really, it, I just so flying. I wanted to take more pictures of, you know, people I've met or hung out with. I didn't start taking really pictures till almost Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, thinking about it, it hit me and go like, man, I better take some pictures. Or if I don't, I'm just, it, people will be gone because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You know, you don't know if these things are going to happen again or next month or next year. You never know. I don't know. I just, I usually take like hundreds and hundreds of pictures and I totally bombed it this year with taking pictures. Bizarre. But uh, I did get my mission accomplished. Well, more than my mission accomplished. I was pretty stunned of, you know, of all the people who did the uh, the drumhead for me. Drum, I should say drumhead, drumheads. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I just, I was absolutely floored. I, I, you know, everybody stepped up to the plate. Nobody complained. Nobody said you have to buy something for me to sign this. I, I just, I was just totally, really, by the time I could even get, I don't know, 10, 10 seconds of words out of my mouth, they already were picking the color and they were already signing away. So, I mean, I can't thank the people enough for, you know what I mean? It was just incredible. But I did say that uh, if uh, people are probably wondering what's going on, but uh, as, you know, doing the gathering party and this and that, and I came up with this crazy idea of basically last weekend, I thought, well, man, I'm going to Long Island Expo. Maybe I'll get a drum head and just see if any of the the guests will sign it and we'll, uh, you know, basically – We'll give out, you know, like raffle tickets for 10 bucks and as many as you want to buy whatever. And then we'll pull the winners at, at you know, the night of the party and uh, that you have to be there. This one, you have to be there. And I just figured I'd go for it and see what happened. Well, I had uh, like 10 people sign at the Long, Ex- Long Island Expo. And I said, you know what, man, let's let's try this in Indy and see what happens. And uh, I talked to the 4 by fate guys and stuff, and they were like all into it. So they were all good. So let me just grab it quick. That's right here. <laughs> So I talked to the four by eight guys. I had already were already gonna do it anyways and stuff. But uh, I grabbed these drum heads and I made a little, you know, a little sticker. It says for Breast Cancer Research Foundation. You know, and like ninety two cents for every dollar goes to the the cause, and it's worldwide. It's not just like a one state thing, so it's good, you know. So anyways, the guys were like, they all signed it in pink. All four guys. That's nice. Todd, yeah. Todd, Rob, and Pat, like off the off the hook guys, man. They they were like so nice. And then, uh, and then look at this. Jillian, Jillian knows because I was like running back and forth. I was running from <laughs> hanging out with Jillian and t- try to help him out, and then running if I saw you know if a uh, if a special guest came in. But uh, this was one of the heads that came that got signed. I was just like floored. I mean, there's some you know there's some good names on here. You know, I want to say everybody's a good name. I was, I don't want to say that bad, but I mean. There were some people I thought that might kind of give me a kind of a like a you know what I mean, <laughs> kind of like well you have to buy some or no I can't really do that but uh, this one alone look at it this, this like sixteen on it is Lita Ford Craig Grass Big John Ott Bobby Rock Bill Stocky Chuck <clears throat> Garrick Michael James Jackson Robert Fleshman Roman Fernandez Brett Fitz Ryan Cook Jeremy Asbrook and Phil Souse you know what I mean. <laughs> And I mean, I was like, it is full. I, I figured, well, okay. So I'm like, I'm glad I brought two. Because <laughs> then the other one, which was basically done on Sunday, because I didn't know who was going to be there Sunday in and out. And I got another 10, which it's a couple of people signed twice because they wanted to. You know, they just kind of want. Right, and this was pretty cool, man. <clears throat> Anton, I got Anton Fig, Bruce Kulick, Mike Slaughter, Bill Stocky, <clears throat> Todd Kearns, Kerry Stevens, Michael James Jackson, Kyle Cochran, and then Courtney Corny. Dole, she's a comedian. She was on the Kiss Crew. She's hilarious. And then in the last one, the last signature of the whole night, I grabbed Keith. I saw Keith. And I said, can you sign this, Keith? 
and he says, "Hey, do you want me to like downgrade this?" You know, you know. I'm like, "No, no, sign it. Everybody's gonna love you. You're part of the Kiss thing. Sign the damn thing." So he did. So I mean, uh, <clears throat> so I, I can't say enough about all the people who basically did this for, without even bla- blinking an eye. You know what I mean? So and all the money's gonna go to a great cause. You know, I mean, it was a win-win. So. I, I mean, I, I give that, you know, they had to rate that kind of stuff, man. I give it a thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just, really, literally, I, I was basically floored away how gracious people were. So, you know, basically, and some didn't know who I was at all, so they're taking a chance, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I told everybody I tag them, which I have, and posted it up and everything else. So I, I was really just basically floored about that. So there's my story with that. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. And, and you weren't the only person running around uh, getting autographs because obviously we had a guitar that we're going to be raffling uh, to support the Rock and Pot Expo taking place in Nashville on August the 25th. And you helped, you know, get Lydia's autograph for that while I was busy behind the table. But, um, you know, just about everyone at the expo signed that guitar, including Ace, including Eric Singer. Um, all the guys from Frelly's Comets, all the guys, uh, well, one of the guys from the Gene Simmons band, we didn't, we, we missed the other two just because of, uh, everything else that was going on. But, you know, three members of Slaughter, it, it, it's absolutely insane. So that right now is, uh, you know, tickets are being sold for that. Ten bucks a pop for a chance to win an insane, uh, I think it's an Epiphone Cherry Sun, Heritage Sunburst guitar with uh, autographs from just about every single person who was at the um, expo. You know, uh, we did not get Keith LaRue. You, you've got that on us. We did get Craig Gass, and he did also say that we were about to devalue that product um, by adding his autograph. But uh, you know, he, and I could I could, give, could verify that that guitar is real, and Ace really did sign it. <laughs> yeah. And Lydia, and I, I was there. I saw it. So I know everybody's like, "Oh, how do you know it's real?" It's real. I was there. I saw Jillian running around with his head cut off doing it from time to time, and a couple of the other guys that are helping out with that. So. I know it's real. So, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I went over to Lydia, had Lydia sign. I actually took the picture of Lydia. I know it's posted somewhere. Isn't that a nice picture? That's a fantastic <laughs> picture. And every single podcast that was there, Podcast Rock City, Growing Up Rock, Steve and Sonny, Joe, um, the guys from Ages of Rock, everyone contributed to running that guitar around and getting as much of the talent. It wasn't just me. Um, it was everyone. Oh, yeah. it, it was a team effort. Everyone made a massive effort. It was like, here, guitar, tag, you go. We need such and such. We had a check list uh, even had to add some names on uh, for people who I'd, I'd forgotten were going to be there roman you know it's like sign it on behalf of bill please you know and he put on uh, bill's favorite saying which again you know bill is with us in spirit at each one of these events but um, you know it, it, it's just very cool that people were willing to do this you know the rock and pod expo is about podcasting which does support a lot of the artists you know, we do interview a lot of them. We promote their product. And it was so nice of them to give back and help us out for something that they may not directly care about. So, you know, hopefully it does help them because all these podcasts do cover a lot of music. And even the podcasts who aren't there or weren't around this weekend um, do care about the music. So 
that's what the Rock and Pod Expo is about. So that is nationalrockandpodexpo.com. Um, you can get all your information about there and where you can find the tickets. We're also on Facebook, and uh, it, it's not my pod, it's not my event, or you know, or anything. I was just doing that to help out. All right, let's go back to this expo. First night's entertainment was absolutely insane. I don't really want to go into too much about the Q and A's because I wasn't there for any of them. Uh, you know, I was still in in the other room, but you know, if you if you're going for scheduling uh, according to the schedule, I don't know if it went down. Uh, Lydia Chris did her Q and A. Carrie Stevens did one. I know that Joe Polo hosted that. Um, I, I think Lydia was with her. Um, Mark Slaughter's Q and A that I have started to watch a little bit of, and I can't remember who uh, was it. Craig uh, Craig Gas who was doing. His q and A. I don't remember, but he was asked about Vinny's recent comments and gave a very good answer. Um, very entertaining. And then, oh no, that just jumped to the second night. Sorry. So, Michael James Jackson. I was, oh my god, okay. So, Saturday, the first Q&A of the whole event was me. Q&Aing <laughs> Michael James Jackson. So, I think we started a few minutes late. And you know what? I spent quite a bit of time with Michael over the last week. Uh, prior doing the interview which we put up on our last episode of the Kiss FAQ podcast I'd like to thank Michael again for the time that he gave me to do that interview which you know I was very happy with how it turned out and again I'm still looking forward to catching up on everyone else's podcast who did interviews with him just to you know compare and see you know add in the information that they gained that I didn't and whatnot but you know Michael has been very generous with his time since uh, coming back into the limelight really and giving Kiss fans an awful lot of information so i was very honored to for you know when keith asked me if i would do the q a with michael it was wonderful to meet him in person you know i was very nervous getting up on stage i am not a public speaker i do not feel very comfortable up on stage um especially sober it's much easier when you're doing karaoke but michael gave an absolutely wonderful q a we for people who don't listen to podcasts, I went with a, a general selection of questions um, that I thought would resonate with people who've not watched any podcasts and maybe some who have get a slightly different answer than the answer that he may have given on any of our shows previously, just because it's under different circumstances. Um, and I thought it went very well. And that's just my perception of it. We were able to ask a few questions at the end. Fortunately, I think Davey would not let us leave the stage until that one guy got his last question in. And what a great question it was, because I had not thought to ask Michael, what about All Hell's Breaking Loose, the first, you know, kind of kiss rap rock song? You know, what did he think of it and all that? And that was just a really great question. So I like to thank the fans. We only did three fan questions because I, I just monopolized the rest of the time going through um, kind of the way I wanted to do it. Um, but it was fun. Michael gave a very good Q&A, very pleasant. And again, I was uh, absolutely thrilled to be invited to do so and glad that uh, Mike Brown shot video of it. So I I can watch it. I haven't been able to bring myself to yet, not after reading some of the comments on YouTube. But uh, it, it, what did he it, what did he say about the all hells breaking loose? Basically, for, actually, I think if I'm right, correct, that uh, Kiss is actually the first rock band to use some kind of rap in a rock song. Originally, I think, I don't think if so. I'm I, correct, I think Blondie might I take could, issue with that. 
I, I, somebody might know better than I do, but aren't they? I, I thought that Kiss was the first one to actually put some kind of rap in a rock song before it started becoming popular. But what was J- Michael James Jackson's answer? Just that he loved it, you know. That he no, he effing that... loved it. <laughs> I think that was his. I think that's what he said. Anyways, though, he yeah. loved it. He said it was awesome. So, so that so. that was a really good one, and you know, after about, uh, you know, it was getting close to the thirty minute mark, and I, I see Bobby Rock just standing by the door with Dave Snowden. Um, you know, again, very another great person to have met that uh, weekend, David Snowden, who of course was um, Vinnie Vincent fan club in the 1980s has a legacy of his own just like bill starkey a, a chapter in the story of everything that's gone on with kiss and those associated with the band um the fans had him with a q a yeah I, again he would have been he's done a great interview i believe on three sides of the coin so again you know someone who could have been q a'd himself uh conducting the q a with bobby and bobby again as i mentioned at the top of the show i have started to watch his q a and and he was awesome um his answers and his delivery of those answers were fantastic um yeah because he wasn't like yes or no he actually gave you a real answer he wasn't he didn't pick as as he said pancake it even though him and Vinny used to love pancakes <laughs> together <laughs> right so moving moving down the list we had bob kulik um was that the one mark q and I think. Yeah, I think that was Mark. Yeah. Which I, I haven't been able to catch up on yet. I, again, all of these are up on YouTube. Big John Hart. I've seen enough on YouTube of him just walking up onto the stage, and then I don't remember who else it was. Eric Singer and Ace. Um, Ace's, Ace's Q&A was really, really good, and I can't remember which... Um, which night? Oh, I only saw it on the second night. I missed it on the first night. So I'll have to go back and watch both of those. But then we get into the um, entertainment. Gene Simmons Band was there without Gene. So you had Jeremy Ryan, Phil, and then uh, was it EJ Brown on bass at the beginning. It gets so confusing after a while. You can't yeah. people yeah, they, interchanging. They, and... they started out with him on bass and... Uh, then uh, Brent, obviously, on drums. And what did they perform? The set list was fantastic, except for the Sammy Hagar songs. There, there's only one way to rock and heavy metal from Sammy Hagar. Okay, it's good. I like it. I admit it. Can't best Sammy. I wonder why they picked two Sammy Hagar songs like that, though. I, I just, I'm just curious. I wonder why. Because they're fun and because they're not Van, Van Hagar songs. You know, that's fine. And then uh, for heavy metal... Chuck Garrett came in on bass and uh, switched out with EJ, who left the stage. And then one of the high, you know, the middle of the set is high point after high point after high point for me. Uh, Chuck Garrett, fucking killing, killed by death, Motorhead, just absolutely slaughtered it. It was, I was sitting (laughs) in the back just wanting to go and drink some whiskey and Cokes, um, which uh, I guess follows through nicely to one of the next songs. Then Lita Ford comes up on stage. Cherry Bomb. Did not see that coming. You know. You didn't see that coming? Come on. What do you think she was going to play? Kiss Me Deadly. You're right. Come on, really? Close My Eyes Forever. With the the rocking bands like up like that, you know it had to be Cherry Bomb. Dancing on the Edge? I don't know. (laughs) Cherry Bomb. I mean, and it was so, so good. I saw Joan Jett in 1989 in Singapore, and now I've seen Lita. So, you know, only I'm one. I'm surprised she didn't do more than one song, though. I, you know what I mean? She was up there, she did the one song, and she just kind of like, okay, thank you, good night, goodbye. You know, I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm thinking she would do at least two, but 
Guess not. <laughs> no, th- theirs was a very short set. And right before we did this, I was just watching a little bit of Mike's footage of this set. Um, so close. So wonderful to see Lita that close up and um, marry it. I'm going to sync it up with my audio. And uh, I, I think it'll look and sound absolutely fantastic. And then they go into Pat Travers, Snorting Whiskey, which yeah. I love. And that was on the Eric Singer Project album as well. So a nice tie in there. And then EJ comes back out. Uh, I, I keep saying EJ. I hope those are his ET or EJ. Whatever. <laughs> Someone slapped me because, you know, again, so many names. Um, it's and- all right. Hey, I'm getting confused. And I was there, too, with you. And it's just the whole... Bing. You know right. what I mean? Well, he he closed out with a cover of Almost Human, and that was yep. that was just really again great set, just so fun. Like, this is like the sort of music you could sit back in a bar, have a few beers, and just rock and roll all night. So it really it, is the the music of the seventies and eighties, mostly. 70s. And you never knew it was coming. No, you never knew it was coming. That was the click of it. The whole thing about it, you don't know what song was coming. They were interchanging people. So you never knew it was coming, and it only lasted, what, 20 minutes, I think, most of the time, 20, 25 minutes at the most. So you got this, like, okay, bang, 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 it's over. Then the next thing, bang, 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 it's over. You know what I mean? But you never you never knew it came. You never knew it was going to hit you, which was cool, you know? Because let, let's face it, you know, some people after a while, well, we know the Kiss set list. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you already know what's coming, but the whole weekend, it was just, it just, Bang, 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 kept coming at you. Next to a person comes on a stage, person goes off the stage. You know what I mean? And it's not like the biggest stage in the world either because you're in this like little, you say not little, but hall. You know what I mean? <laughs> banquet, banquet hall. Yeah. Uh-oh, yeah. somebody's looking at you. Tell you love her. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying to just check uh, that, that E.T. Brown. Thank you so much, E.T. <laughs> E.J., I apologize. I just wanted to get that right. I don't want to fuck up anyone's name any worse than I have to. But, uh, you know, th- there you go. I am Julian. I do fuck up every, well, r- regularly, shall we say. I screw up all the time anyways, and who cares? <laughs> no, no, no offense was intended, of course. All right, so after the Gene Simmons band gets done, and, and again, go onto YouTube, watch the video, the Eric Singer All-Stars hit the stage. And, you know, when... When they hit the stage, I have no idea what they're gonna do because it's yeah. it's half the Kulik brothers, it's it's Eric's up there and Ace is there as well, and do some parasite. You know I, what have I said? How many times have I said it? When I go to a Kiss concert, I've got a one have to have have to hear song, and that is Deuce. Goes back yeah. to the first time I probably ever heard Kiss when I got off that plane in 1978. Uh, that talent show I always talk about. Do some black. It Diamond. never gets old. It never gets yeah. old. Deuce. That once the deuce never gets old. It te- it's t- people always ask me, what's some of your favorite songs? It's really hard because there's so many good ones and stuff like that. And depending on your mode or mood or whatever. And, but deuce man never, it's like one of those songs that never fails. It's always good. You can hear it again and again and again, you know? So I, I loved it, you know? And now let's, you know, I don't know how much we want to get into this, but I know some people, you know, like you said, you saw some things on YouTube or, or the FAQ website ranking on Ace about how he was standing and playing and just that. Uh, it's a known fact that Ace is just getting over bronchitis. So he was having a hard time with the bronchitis and his back was killing him. So he was having a hard time, you know, just in general, his back was killing him and he's coming over bronchitis, you know, so... If anybody wants to give him some flack, whatever, you know what I mean? The guy, guys, 
Yeah, basically, every time I talk, I'm getting a lot of feedback on your mic, so apologize oh. for that tonight. But, um, you know, that that is my response to fucking grumbling about Ace. You know what? He was signing all day long or sitting on a stoop um, doing photographs all day long and getting over bronchitis. And you know what? What birthday did he just celebrate? Yeah. So is he what the same age as say 1985? No, he's not. Did was there a little bit of sloppiness? Yeah, but he's he's fairly goddamn it, or freely, whichever way you want to say it today. Um, it, it does not matter. He was up there. What mattered was there was a smile on his face. He looked like he was enjoying himself. There was like that little ace look going on. And again, I couldn't see from where I was in the hall because I was. You couldn't get any further back than I was. I was standing right at the very back up on a chair against the wall, just taking it all in. I didn't need to be up front. I didn't need to be close. I knew there'd be video to look at later. But And it's in a hall. It's it's in a banquet hall. It's not like there's a like a lot of you know what I mean? So whatever you get, you get. You know, you get the sounds bouncing off the walls, everything. And it's, you know, people, oh, you got to make excuses. No, I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm telling you right now, I mean, you and I or anybody else, you can't do what you did 15 years ago or even 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe, you know. And besides, the guy's been brutal to himself. How, I mean, how, 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 how was Ace's performance? Let me tell you how bad Ace's performance was. Ace's performance was so bad, I went out and bought two tickets to see him in Petaluma and Berkeley in August. Yeah, that's how much I didn't enjoy seeing Ace, that I'm going to go see him twice more when he comes up to my neck of the wood again. So, you know, if you don't like it, turn off. It's okay to check out. You can, If you're not enjoying it and all you can do is pick up on the little negative things, if that's all you've got left in your tactical toolbox as a KISS fan, then it's time to stop being a tool and move on because if you're not enjoying it don't try and ruin it for everyone else who isn't quite ready to leave the party yet the party's going to be over far too soon i want to enjoy it while i can if you're not having fun that's perfectly fine i don't mind you saying that you're not having fun go for it but i don't need you saying it and every goddamn thread over and over and over because then i get to the point well you're just freaking misery gutsers trying to bring everyone else down and i don't want to hear it so you're allowed like, to you're allowed to say it once, but if you're still here the next time and you're like, well, f- no, fuck off, get out of here, just leave. It's okay yeah, to I, it's okay to say I'm just can't do this anymore. You know, it might even be better if you just don't watch anymore as well because you're just gonna make yourself unhappy. Ace is ace. I'm happy for every single one of these guys. I don't care if it's the younger guys in the Gene Simmons band. I don't care if it's Eric Singer, who doesn't seem to change, is always the same energetic drummer. Brent Fitz, same energetic drummer. Bobby fucking Rock. Holy shit. You know, I don't care. I want to enjoy just watching these guys. But you got to understand, too, is that, you know, some of those guys have taken, like Bobby Rock said, he took care of himself. He didn't get into the whole 80s, you know, even in the 80s, he says he didn't get into all that during his cure. He didn't get sucked into all the drugs and all that shit that everybody did in the 80s. So he actually says, I remember a lot of stuff. I remember what the places and spots and stuff like that. But you can remember, man, Ace played the rock star. <laughs> Ace actually did, you know, Ace, he did drink. He did Ace drugs. Sunday. He did over and over and over and over again. It's taking its toll on the guy, you know. He's not a spring chicken anymore. 
And let's face it, man, you do that stuff. You, you used to drink like that. You take a lot of drugs like that over and over and over again. It's going to come up and haunt you. And let's face it, Ace almost can't hear anymore. You know, my yeah. he's going to turn it up, turn it up. We already know he has a hard time hearing, so it must be getting worse on him. You know, he can't he can't hear definitely out of like one ear. So he keeps turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. He can't hear. So what do you, you know? He's a legend, Christ's sakes, man. And I'll tell you, every time he stepped on that stage, that crowd like went from this high to this high. You know what I mean? Every time he stepped on that stage. So I am I am Anyways. not I am not an ace friendly apologist. I am not apologizing for him. He is completely deaf. I mean, he was shouting for monitors. He can't hear what he's playing half the time. And then Eric was shouting that it was deafening him. So he couldn't hear. I mean, it was so then it was so loud for everyone else that they couldn't hear what they were playing because they were just being drowned out. So it, I'm sure it makes my ears were ringing. My ears ringing. My ears were ringing when I got out of there that night. It took me two That's days been a long, to get my ears That's been a long time on. since I've heard my ears like boom, 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 boom. my ears like like a long time since I've heard my ears, you know, <laughs> hearing that tone ringing, you know. I'm I'm, I'm not going to apologize for Ace. Um, you know, so people who call me an Ace apologist or, you know, it may seem that way. You maybe saw Ace in 93, 94, 87, 88. I never got a chance to see him in in those, you know, years. So I yeah, maybe I am overcompensating for that lack of luck being in the right place at the right time to see him. So I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can while he's still wanting to tour and play, because he may well get to a point where he just cannot play live any longer because he simply cannot hear. So I will take what I can while I can and enjoy every damn moment of it um, for the sake, especially of having Ace up on stage with Eric and you know, doing cool shit with different people that day. I mean, come on, let's get into more of the set. Parasite. I mean, and then here's the one that really got me. Christopher Williams from Accept joins them for Strange Ways. Then Bob comes up on stage and joins Ace with Cold Gin. And then Ace leaves, and you're left with... And here for me, again, as a guy who missed so much of history from not being able to see them for not being in the right country at the right time, Domino with Bob and Tough Love First time ever performed by Bruce and Eric uh, since they were in the studio. I think Eric was quipping from the stage. So here, I didn't see the Revenge Tour. Tough I, love, man. That was awesome. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was in between, you know, countries at that time. So every time I get, to, you know, I geeked out last January when, you know, Derek did the Atlanta, um, not the Atlanta, the um, the Los Angeles Expo, excuse me. And I got to see Bruce on stage with Pris playing God Gave Rock and Roll to You and, and Detroit Rock City. I completely went gaga because I had not seen Bruce play those Kiss songs live before because, again, I was not lucky enough to be in the States. So, I, you know, a lot of you are spoiled. You were in the right place at the wrong time. You weren't traveling. You weren't elsewhere in other countries. You know, and yeah, he did come to England, but I wasn't there at the time. I was in the States when he was in England. And then when he was in the States, I was in England. So, yeah. fucking, yeah, tough shit, Julian, but, you know. Yes, so, I got lucky. <laughs> so that's why it's so important to me to get to see Eric Singer and Bruce in particular doing tracks off Revenge. Yeah, Lonnie, I'm saying nice stuff about Revenge today and you're not even here. Um, you know, it was just fantastic as a Kiss fan. Tough like, Love was really, really good. I mean, that was awesome. And you could see the crowd. The crowd really got into it, too. I mean, yeah. 
they really got into tough love, it, you know, for a song that's never been played. I mean, it's I can't, you know. So, yes, definitely, it was cool. <laughs> It, it, it was really, really fun. And they closed out with, again, anything off Paul's solo album, anything that Bob's done with the band. If he performs, if he's up on stage doing it, it's special. Again, I didn't see Paul in 89. I only saw him in 2006 for the one show. Um, but to see Bob doing the solos and playing the guitar with his brother, again, you know i enjoy it is does it matter if it's perfect no well this band was pretty damn perfect uh it's live yeah but between bob and bruce there's not a lot of imperfection going on on guitars because they are very accurate they are very good at what they do the rest of the band are no slouches all right so let's uh move into day two and i'm just gonna try and bring up the uh again i'm going off the schedules here so uh, yep. Joe Polo, Podcast Rock City. I, I can't remember if Sonny was up there for the Lydia and Carrie Q&As. I think they combined them. I'm not sure. Again, go look on YouTube. Carrie was a sweetheart. Uh, when I went and asked her to sign the, the guitar for the raffle, absolutely adorable. Very, very nice lady. Lydia. It was funny. It was funny telling she, I, uh, you know, a couple of like, the little stories about Eric. It's kind of funny because... You know, you always hear the stories that other people have told about Eric, like Gene or Paul, to sell his thing. But, you know, now you actually have somebody new that told us a couple things about Eric that we didn't know or would do or stuff. And it's kind of funny how, you know, Eric was a character, you know, he was basically a kid thrown into the fire, as you want to call it, <laughs> you know, at the time. Hey, by the way, Peter Chris is out of here. You know, you're, you're basically the biggest band in the world in, in the United States. And, you know, now we've got this new album that just came out. It's not really doing a hot in America, but we're going to go. We're going to go to Australia. Yeah, you, you, now you're in the band. Let's let's do this. Right. New character. Da, da, da. Now you're thrown into a new band and you're thrown into the fire. So Eric was basically thrown into the fire. This kid's thrown into the fire, you know, and uh, you know, he had fun. <laughs> You know, he's a, you know, he's like a kid, you know, and we, you know, we know some of the stories that, uh, you know, that Paul's come out and said that, you know, how he treated Eric and this and that and everything else. But anyways, Kerry said that uh, they had fun and that's how it was. You know what I mean? They, Eric was a character, you know. So, yeah, so it was interesting hearing a couple things out of her talking about Eric, things that I never heard of before. Like the first time they met, he trashed her car. <laughs> You know, it's like the first date, first time I met you, oh, let's trash your car. Okay, yeah, go drink, 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 trash your car. You know what I mean? It's funny. And he never paid her back after he said he was, but he never paid her back the money to get the car fixed. <laughs> well, she's, uh, she's, she's apparently working. Uh, feedback. Um, she's apparently working on a book, so th that should be interesting. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully have some more stuff about, you know, what she's done. Moving on, uh, Mark Slaughter, we've talked about a, a bit of that Q&A. Check it out. He, he's very entertaining. Then the big one, Anton Fig. I have not had a chance to watch that, and Jason uh, Q and A that. Congratulations, getting to you know that Anton showed up, you know, because there was no guarantee that he was going to be able to do so. Uh, I seem to remember there being a little bit of a disclaimer um, with his with his schedule and whatnot, but you know his being there kind of made this day. It was all about you know Frelly's comment because after his Q and A was the Frelly's comment photo shoot. I regret. Talk about no regrets, so I've got a few. Um, 
not doing the photo op, but um, there you go. Again, I did not want to leave the table as much as even if I'd had coverage. I didn't really want p things getting sold without me being there to say thank you to the people in, in person. Yeah, you know? but you know, I kept telling you, Kim and I would keep covering you, and you just kept reducing. I know, reducing. But, but, again, but again, it's it's the personal thing that when someone comes to the Kiss FAQ You, did, you table, didn't want to sign anyways. So I know, it would have been I, fine if it was your book goodbye. <laughs> but I still, but I still wanted to say thank you in person to each. I know, people. I, 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 I get the whole point. Yeah. So but for, but you could have done it. it would have taken you a couple minutes, and you would have been all set. Yeah. You know what? Just, so, just snuck in line at the end again. Um. So then you get to the. I did get to go to both of the Q and As uh, that evening, which was Bruce. Bruce, as always, is fantastic. He, he, he again, you know, it's, it's. I sound like a broken record. Go on YouTube and, and watch it. He gave some very good answers that really explain a lot. Uh, the one I liked the best was him talking about the it was I think it was the wireless system in England that he complained about it and it, it came across as whining rather than how to approach the kind of issue and that's something that I think is important in all walks of life you know it's okay to have a problem and have an issue with something but how you handle communicating that up above you um, and how it's perceived can help dictate the response to that so that you know it was a good learning point you know uh, a good teaching moment, really, uh, that uh, don't be whiny, be business. Uh, I will make you sound better, but to do so, I need a new piece of gear. Not that, oh, John Bon Jovi, you know, Bon Jovi's got a better piece of gear than me, you know, as the opening act. So, you know, very, very well taken. There's some good uh, good questions about Carnival of Souls and, you know, just kind of like the timeline. Yes, we've heard a lot of the answers, but to hear it from the man's mouth as well. And, uh, of course, the role of the Kiss guitarist as the Ace Frehley. <laughs> Uh, too funny. Yeah, so then Ace's Q&A uh, was a cluster because uh, <laughs> the guy with his CD and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. I, I, I taped that and I, I, I can't use any of the tape because I'm commenting on all the questions being a complete, I'm being a dick in the back and going, you know, edit him out, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, get, get rid of him. You know, you're wasting time. That's me. Um, but you know what? A guy gets a question. The guy's going to do what a guy's going to do. We, you know, we've watched Kiss and Gene and uh, do all their merchandising. I guess if you get the opportunity, you're going to try. But Ace wasn't going for it. And then the the other question, which uh, kind of amused me, was, do you remember your first show in Indiana? Yeah. To Ace. Uh, but, I can't uh, remember what I did just five minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, but the guy the guy at least had a good follow up that he knew the answer and it was a kind of a segue into another kind of question. So that was cool. I mean, th there was some cool stuff. Would you work with uh, Kiss Kiss again? Yeah, it depends how big the check is. Yeah, you know, Ace being Ace. You know, he's not he can't answer a lot of that stuff. So it was fun. Yeah. But um, after that, you get into that night's entertainment was. Ugh the the whole i guess the whole reason of the weekend was the perspective frelly's comet reunion which um again how many times have i said this tonight i you didn't get to see frelly's comet in the 80s so even i did i, I how, saw how many Freely's... times how many times just the once well depending on what you call frelly's comet at the time you know because anton was only there for 87 <laughs> Was he there the whole time? No, he's there. I think through September '87, and then uh, who was he was uh, replaced by God? Is that I, Jamie was it the Jamie Alcoliffe or on yeah, the poster? I got Jamie Aldiker. 
Uh, oh, but yeah, I, can't. I can't remember if he came in first or whether there was someone else who filled in. Yeah, so I mean, it, they had a couple of drummers come in and out and stuff. So, uh, you know, I saw Freely's Comet and Springfield Mass I, early on. That's why I said I got that shirt when I wore it in the picture. People were like, I mean, <laughs> when I walked in with that shirt on, you know, they just the balls at Freely's Comet and Ling. And I mean, I, even the guys, everybody who taking the pictures, the band, they're like, Look at that shirt. Where did you get that shirt, they said. I go, it's my original Freely's Common shirt from back in 1987. And I'm like, I'm stuffing myself in it. You know, I just got to, well, my belly's hanging a little, suck it in a little bit. You know, people were making jokes in line. I'm like, I got into it. It's because it's one of those, you know, it's supposed to be the long sleeve baseball, but it only goes up to about here. So you like pull it up a little bit so you can, you know, but it, it's still, it's still fitted up for the picture. You know what I mean? I, it's like one of those things that you take it off nice and slowly and now you, yeah, you know, but clean you, it, put it away. You know what you look like wearing that, uh, that t-shirt. You look like Gene on the cover of Dress to Kill. You know how his jacket's oh, like yeah. short and all that. And he's a little bit scrunched up because it's, uh, obviously pinching at his shoulders. Well, that's what you reminded me of when you, you came in wearing that t-shirt. I was like, holy shit. Can't believe you got into that and that it didn't it was, tear. It was, and it was funny. I, I understand that Keith went live. You know, he was doing a uh, Facebook live thing while people were getting their photos taken with Freely's comment. And I walked in and said, I'm doing one. I said, this is my really shirt. And I put my, you know, I put my armor on John and Ace is on the other side. I was trying to do, but Ace is going to look fine. And I think, well, I don't want to script the picture. You know what I mean? I don't want to stop moving around too much. Cause then they'll, and it's about, and then I'm like, it's about big time. It's about effing time. <laughs> and the place started laughing again, you know? You know what I mean? It's about time. You know, even even if they didn't get together for something like taking the pictures or getting people, you know, together, you know, I, you know, I mean, it's another, it's another dream come true. Really, it's another geek out moment for me. Doesn't that was a super highlight? You know, having a picture with the original Freely's comment, man. I am just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, man. It was sensational. I loved it. It's a bummer you missed it. I mean, I definitely. I wish you went. If I had known you really wanted to go, we definitely would have definitely would have held you, held your spot. <laughs> no, there you go. That's life. I got to, I got to see that band perform Rock Soldiers. Rock Soldiers was a bit dodgy, but you know, once they got into it, you know, they're they're all you know the backbeat on that band. Come on, Anton and John holding it down uh, was solid. Here's what really impressed the living shit out of me. All right, Ace sang Rock Soldiers. And then Todd comes in on breakout. Calling to you. And no, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Todd impressed the hell out of me. You know, I've always said that I'm more a Richie guy. That uh, I like his swagger and his unpredictability. He's like a mere, a carbon copy of Ace in some way. He's rock star that you never know if he's going to fall over or throw up. Um, Todd, consummate professional has a hell of a set of pipes on him still. And that came across when, you know, the Frehley's Comet stuff was over very quickly and they did the wonderful photo of them uh, backs to the audience. And if you turn the gamma up on it, you can see me right at the very back of the hall. I'm just sitting there like that um, way, way back again, right up against the wall. Then, you know, Ace takes off and uh, Pat and Rob come on, um, on, on stage for, you know, the four by fate section, that whole set that whole, those four songs, that four by fate, I have not bought that album yet. And I'm buying it because of what I heard live that day. And so well, that, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get, because you have the, uh, don't you have the, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> oh yeah, I do. 
Do you have the experience, the uh, special VIP four by fade experience at the gathering? Don't you? The acoustic. You're going to get a signed CD by all four. uh, You know, the CD relentless is signed by all four of them. And actually um, I got them all. They signed them all when I was in Indy for me. So you'll have your nice, nice fresh copy of relentless four by face relentless with it. All four of them signed each round the front of it. (laughs) So I I enjoyed the hell out of their set. Uh, And I'm just talking about their new songs, you know, follow me and moonshine because they weren't able to, they were, they were set up with a keyboard to do it. So over now, uh, but technical issues prevented them from doing so. But you know what else absolutely kills is something moved, which I hate. I thoroughly enjoyed. And I absolutely love calling to you. And I'm so thrilled. I finally got to see Todd Howarth and John um, and the rest of the band, for that matter, perform it because it really is a hell of a catchy song. I know it's seven. Uh, what's it? Seven oh seven. A rewrite of, uh, you know, something a little bit earlier from Todd. But to see him sing it, hear him sing it and see him sing it, you know, was just really, really fun. That was my surprise that I enjoyed Four by Fate which I had no idea. I mean, I've heard and seen some of their stuff online and I've kind of like been, Oh, that's all right. But to be there in person, hearing it and feeling it and watching it and smelling the grease paint for, you know, one of a better term. Look at, look at, look at Pat, you know, the newer guy, Pat. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. he really gets, he really gets into it. He's smiling. He's having a great time. You can see it. You know what I mean? It's not, he's not like, it's not like faking it. He's really, you know, Really, really into it. He wrote one of this. He wrote one of the songs too. You know. Yeah, he, so. wrote, he wrote "Follow Me." So you know, they are yeah. t- they are tight and they are good. Yeah. So you know, here here is a recommendation for those of you who aren't getting a copy of the album uh, to the Gatherings um, acoustic set. Go and get a copy. You know, do a digital download. I'm sure they have those on them up on iTunes or Amazon Music or or whatever. Buy it from the band. Support new music. It really is good. You know, follow me and Moonshine are songs that I will listen to again. All right, let's get into the the Kulik Brothers uh, performance with special guest Ace Frehley. You know, so I don't remember which songs Ace did that night, um, or even if he was on stage. I'm sure he was, but. They ripped into All American Man. And this is a tease, a taste for the cruise. So, again, people who are in, at the Indie Expo who aren't able to go on the cruise, here is, you know, a taste in, in person, you know, and hopefully I'll, I will be on the cruise. But, you know, if anything does happen that I have to cancel, then uh, at least I will have seen the Kulik Brothers. And tears are falling, larger than life. Again, All American Man, larger than life. You're just missing... Are you you're missing one song off there, huh? Almost Human, with uh, with no Bob. Um, Tonight You Belong to Me, and they did a nice little bluesy extended intro bit instead of the 12-string acoustic part that's on the album recording. I thought that was a nice transition. And then, of course, another song off Asylum, Who Wants to Be Lonely, which I was gaga for. Bruce's solo on there. I mean, the man is just amazing. For a, it's a, awesome. I, like I said, you never knew it was coming the two nights. That's what made it even more interesting. Well, you kind of knew maybe a, what certain couple of songs, but for the most part, you never know what the, everybody was going to pull out, which which I think was really, really awesome. I mean, like I said, sometimes you go into things, okay, they're going to play this, but I mean, they threw they threw in daggers. You know what I mean? And the, everybody, you could see it in everybody's face, and everybody goes, <gasps> the, and, the, and then it's jumping up and down and singing and go, you know, and, um, it's kind of funny because, you know, when you go to concerts nowadays, you see, you know, like a lot of people are recording, you know, all the time. But there are a lot of people. I mean, there was people recording and stuff or video or whatever doing. But there are a lot of people just singing and dancing. 
it, yep. it, it yeah. kind of brought back a little bit that, you know, that eighties and, you know, stuff like that. People are actually just like, yeah. And they're singing. And, you know, I, people are like, like holding on to each other, hugging each other. And you know what I mean? It, it, it was just, it was freaking fantastic all around with the whole music thing was a thousand right off the bat between Saturday and Sunday, you know, the whole big mixture and every intertwined. Yeah. I love it. It was just, it was, it was awesome. You know, like I said, you gotta go. You gotta go to you know, like YouTube and stuff, and see all this stuff. You know, if you weren't there, even if you were there, I was there. But I'm going back now and watching everything because it's just you know the day, and then all of a sudden everything going on. You know, because you know we got photos. You know, and then we can you know you want to get into the photos. <laughs> you'll you'll be able to, you'll be able to talk about those after we finish with the music here. But you know, nowhere to run, crazy crazy nights, straight into turn on the night. So that's another massive win for me. You know, Todd Kearns insane very very good vocalist does a great job with quite a broad spectrum of material from paul stanley you know there's a lot of different you know singing styles in there and some gene stuff as well so i think he does an extraordinarily good job and what well, he's playing bass at the same time isn't he so uh you know they're really they're all getting into it he was getting into it they're all getting into it it was just so it was so cool yeah, and he, i think they he, love he, getting into it cause it's different he it's wasn't not the same he wasn't playing to the audience. I mean, you know, he was getting people, you know, like he was playing a, a full concert, not just the 300 diehards at a Kiss Expo. I mean, he was really trying to work the audience. So, you know, it, it was fun. The passion, uh, the professionalism, the perf- you know, everything, the performance was just staggering. And then they closed out with Goodbye. So, again, something – I got three songs off Paul Stanley's 78 solo album this weekend – Got a couple of tracks. I can always do without Crazy Crazy Nights, but they did a great job with it. And Turn on the Night, that's a massive win for me personally. And then, of course, Bob on, you know, the Alive 2 stuff. So, you know, when you take that, when you take the first night with the classic Kiss stuff, the Revenge stuff, the Frelly's Comet, the... It's it's just absolutely amazing. And then the Gene Simmons cover band, you know, the amount of music... That would make a cold, great CD if you put it all together in one package. And they oh. made a made a 20th anniversary CD yeah. marketing. <laughs> if, I don't know if they could get away with it or by law or whatever it is, but imagine that you could have a 20th anniversary, the, the 20th anniversary they had CD, all that stuff. And that would make a full CD. I bet you, if there's 20 minutes of set, 25 minutes of set, you that's two I mean, CDs seriously. easy. That, I mean that 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 was a long. A, a good length performance, uh, especially Sunday night and Saturday nights all a blur. But you know, good length performance. You you don't. There's no way to feel you you didn't get your money's worth out of this event. I mean, flying in from Boston for you, flying in from San Francisco to me, I felt at the end of it that it was fantastic value for money. That um, you know, obviously I didn't buy all the extra autograph or photo tickets because I just didn't have time to do any of that stuff. Um, so, I mean, which ones did you do, and how did those uh, go? Well, if, if people, uh, well, you know, I guess we kind of explain it to people that weren't there. So, so, anyways, I think uh, what it was, the VIP was first, so they got in at nine o'clock at the expo. Uh, then Platinum was, they were let in at twelve, and then they called General Mission. It was uh, in at two o'clock in the afternoon. So they had it set up where you know Platinum goes first. And you get your, you get your, uh, you know, your laminates, and they're numbered. So basically, you'd go up there and you get in line, and uh, then 
they would do the same thing with the, you know, and so on and so on. But it was kind of interesting. <clears throat> this is this is this is one of my <clears throat> moments here with this stuff is that during the week before, during the week last week, to I think it was about Tuesday or Wednesday, they started to come out with a schedule. Well, they originally said the expo was going to end at eight o'clock, you know, so people bought in flights and stuff like that. And the next thing you know, they're saying, well, the bains aren't going to nine thirty. These pictures aren't going to be taken to then. So I know actually some people who bought like high price ticket stuff actually missed stuff and they were trying to sell it because they had to get out of there. They were actually leaving and that was kind of frustrating for some people. And then uh, <clears throat> now for myself, I bought <clears> – <throat> I had a uh, basically a general mission ticket. So technically I wasn't going to get in until 2, but I ended up helping out Jillian. So I was able to get in and sit there and help you out. Without getting in trouble, because <laughs> I wasn't doing anything bad anyway. So whatever. So, anyways, when it came time for the general mission people to get their photo, say with uh, Ace, right? So Kim and I went to go get a photo with Ace. Well, you bought when well, your package. You got this little card. It's almost like a ticket concept, but it's thick, and it was all fancy. It was all the cool, and then the back it had like a silver thing to kiss everywhere else, and it had a number. So you figured, oh, that little number, man, that's the number your order you're gonna go into. You know, and you get to keep this little card. Well, you get there. We just, I just happened to go through, went over there, strolling in. I think, well, it's about time. We're going to go on to go get our photos. And I start talking. I go, hey, what number you got? What number? And they're like, what do you mean numbers? And I'm like, well, I did number orders. Here's the card. And they're like, oh, they're not going by numbers. I'm like, what do you mean they're not going by numbers? No, they're just, just saying general, you know, like a GA thing, just staying in line. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Isn't this was, this is was, I thought this was supposed to be that, but. Anyways, people lined up. Nobody, com no, I, not that I know of, nobody complained. Nobody complained. Nobody bitched and stuff like that. So it wasn't a really a big deal because everybody kind of knew each other. Was, you know, so it was really friendly. So it wasn't like <clears throat> the other <clears throat> disaster somewhere else, which we won't mention names or anything. But, you know, so anyways, we go through. As soon as you get through, you get to a table. There's a table there, and they had somebody there. And so basically you go in on this side of the table, and then you end up coming on this side of the table. You're like a round table. But those little cards that you thought you could keep, <laughs> you can't keep. You had to give it back to them. So you go in there, you get your photo and whatever, you come back out. You don't think it's a big deal until yesterday. Now, this is what irks me. I'm sorry. I, actually, I'm not sorry. This is what makes me mad about this situation. And I'm telling you, and this is why I get in trouble sometimes with other people. I don't kiss ass. This makes me mad. When you bought your package and you get that little card, that's yours. You basically paid for it. If you can't keep it, they should at least rip them up and throw them away. Why are they all of a sudden putting them back on the, <clears throat> the website and they're selling them back? So basically they took the cards away from us and now they're selling them on the website. That's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. I usually don't do your penny F-bombs, but that's wrong. You know, we paid for that stuff. It's like you laminates. All right, let's let's uh, quickly get back to this. So, um, where were you? Where were you? You were you were un unhappy with the tickets, you know, handing them in and then seeing them uh, being sold on on the website. You know what may be be the case with that is that they need to collect them in order to audit the amount of signatures that they're providing. There, there is a monetary aspect, no doubt, to paying the artist for each one of the signatures. It's, a, it's probably a percentage. I don't even want to think about all the uh, arcane art, uh, calculating all of that. So they probably have to collect X amount of, say, this is X amount of
around and here are the physical proof of the tickets that we collected and it's easier than tearing them in half or paying for a perforation to be made i know when derek did it and you you, you mentioned the other expo um, I did want to just apologize to Derek for my snarkiness in the other comment, but there are still uh, in the other uh, episode, but there are still people out there who did not get everything that they paid for. Hence my snarky comments about uh, the organization. Uh, it's nothing personal, Derek. It is business. Um, you know, I'm not attacking you personally, but there are people who feel that they did not get what they paid for at uh, some of the expos. And I just want to leave it there. I, I you know, I, I met Vinny. I had a good time. Uh, but let's get back to this expo. So back to the tickets. You know, it may just be a matter of here is a stack of the actual stubs without the hassle of tearing them off, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and they may be excess stock that they're selling. I mean, it, you know, personally, it's I, I don't think it's any of my business. I, I don't care. But I do understand on the back of my Vinny photo um, or my Vinny autograph from Atlanta, I do have the commemorative stub that they tore off the section. So I do understand that you would like to have those kept. And maybe that's something that they can think about, you know, for future expos. But with the amount of photos being taken and the amount of, you know, different permutations that were being offered, I wouldn't be surprised in just the making it easier on organization and moving everything along as fast as possible and then accounting for all of the photographs or signatures that were taken in order to make sure the artists were paid for each one of those that you know obviously they were entitled to that the, the easiest way to keep everything smooth is just to take the damn tickets and then sell the excess on uh, on uh, on the website you know and, yeah but when you, when you when you when you when you basically just literally handed them over within less than 24 hours you see an email basically saying look new products and those are that's the stuff that pops up right away when you open the website up, what would you think? You're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, 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 I totally they get might, it. They might, they, they might be the stuff they didn't sell. Maybe they did terrorize up. Maybe they did. Maybe they, but seeing, I'm sorry, but when you first, sorry, I said sorry again. When you, all of a sudden you get an email, you just got back and you see an email. Oh, new products available. You can buy these for set for three ninety nine. You You're thinking they're selling the stuff. I just handed them back, which I already paid for. You know, you know what I'm thinking? That's what you think right away. And for the people who say, oh, it's not a big deal, it's just a little piece of paper. Well, if it's just not a big deal piece of paper, they're selling them. So, you know, you, that's why it makes me frustrated when you see something like that, you know. And it's supposed to be special. We went. You know what I mean? You and I went. The people who went, those are the people who should have this stuff, not the people who didn't go. I'm, you know, that's, that's the whole thing with the Kiss Cruise used to be about originally. You know, you could only get it on the Kiss Cruise. If you didn't go, you didn't get it. Now that's slacked off over the years, you know. So it's kind of, you know, it's, a, you know, I don't know. As a collector, sure you love to have this stuff. But if you paid for it, you should be able to keep it. I'm sorry. You should do something. I know. I guarantee you, they're probably going to do something in the future. We could rip it off and stuff. But if you actually, you know, people have seen them. I've taken some pictures I mean, they really look cool, and it would really look cool with the rest of your stuff in it, you know? Yeah, the, so, you know, they, you know they, they did look cool, you know, and, and it's always nice to keep that thing. Again, you know, they may need to keep a stack of them rubber banded together around for quite a while. You know, simply for legal purposes. Uh, but it's again, it's again, it's a good, you know, a teaching point or maybe something, a good takeaway. Um, 
you know, that fans want to hold on to these things because, and, you know, they may say, well, you didn't actually buy the ticket. You bought the photo opportunity or the, and that was just your access to it. So there are so many different ways to, you know, skin this cat that, uh, you know, th there it is. If, if you're doing an expo, which, I mean, you're doing a gathering, you're making sure that we get commemorative tickets that uh, you're not, we're not having to hand in. I'm going to get it back, Andy. Uh, am I going to get my, you know, am I? <laughs> Uh, we'll get there. We're getting there. Don't worry. So we'll take care of you. You know, uh, for, yeah, for anyone yeah, who, who's organizing expos, you know, there you go. There, there's here, here's a customer right here who, uh, you know, has has a, a valid point. You know, I'm sure it can be uh, thought about or at least considered, you know, to, that some fans want to make sure, you know, so therefore make sure that uh, it's just done that way. And therefore all fans get them and uh, have some other way. You know, I, and again, I have no idea what the what the mechanisms are in the background for accounting or whatnot. I'm 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 supremely yeah. uninterested in those details because I didn't do any of these photo ops. I didn't do any of the autographs. I did one one of the autograph sessions with Eric and uh, Eric and Ace, but uh, none of the other ones. And, so it doesn't, and, and, doesn't and affect I, me personally. Yeah, and and then I did ask. I went up to the table because it def, it said on the table, you know, you can't buy extra signatures unless you are the VIP people or the platinum people. And I asked, hey, can can I get an one? Because you know, he, he Kim, uh, you know, she's been a fan too for a long time, but she's never met Ace. So I'm like, oh, this is a perfect time to meet Ace. She's got her soul album cover, which is beat up. She wants the one when she was a kid. It's got like electrical tape on it and stuff. But that's the one that, you know, she grew up as a kid. And she wanted basically say signed by Ace, you know, basically to Kim, Ace Freely. Well, they said, no, you, you know, you know, you can't do that. I said, OK. But then when I find out, I found that, of course, after the fact on Sunday night when the Expo's all over with. And they say, hey, Andy, did you get photos? I mean, extra, you know, signatures or whatever. I says, no, because you couldn't buy any. And then he says, oh, no, they let laid up. They, they said, go ahead and you could buy them for Ace and everything at the end. Ugh! You know what I mean? Seriously? No announcements? No saying? No coming around with a, with a phone or somebody or, or the, you know, coming around saying, hey, anybody would like to buy a purchase? You know, anybody. Anybody like to, uh, you know, purchase a you know, a, a signature from Ace or, or Eric or, or, or Bruce or whatever. You know what I mean? No, no word at all because I was already told no in the afternoon, earlier in the afternoon, no, you can't, no, there's none. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, they said yes. Ugh. So now I, you know, now I missed it for, you know, <laughs> it would have been for, you know, Kim to, you know, you know, first be there. Now this would have been Ace. I mean, this is, you know what I mean? You know, that first time experience, you know, and that's what you want. I, that's like I said, I usually have when I go to have stuff signed, I want it personally in front of me, even if they just sign their name. I want to see it personally done. You know, it's like you in the book. You know, I've, I've got I bought some books from you and what I've said to you, you give me the book. I want to see it. I want you to sign it to me. And most of the time I want the date. And that's the thing I wanted to have to Kim have had the chance is basically meeting Ace and basically her putting on her solo album to Kim Ace Frilly. You know what I mean? And that would make her go into tears and everything else. It's just one of those things. It's that one that's that, you know, thing about you, you know. But she was uh, very excited about her Ace really pictures. She was all giggles. It was funny. We had a great time with it. Um, it's funny. I had uh, I had a, uh, you know, a black shirt, and it just had a little Ace icon right up in here in the chest, just a little one. And Kim had a full Ace shirt, you know, the big one that Ace all over. So we go in there, and uh, I go on. Ace's left, uh, right side, you know, I'm trying to, because of faces, 
And Kim goes to the other side, and he, he, he turns around and looks at him. He goes, hey, where'd you get that shirt? And I says, I've had this shirt, I don't know, for like forever. And he turns around and looks at Kim, and he goes, I've seen that shirt before, you know. And then he sits and he starts, you know, like, uh, and he starts talking a little bit more. And he goes, you two should switch. And he started giggling, that little giggle, and he giggles in Kim's ear. And Kim's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They laugh. It was funny. It's like the joke because I'm the tall guy and I got the little ace on and she's the little person. And she got the big ace shirt on. You know, that was the kind of the joke. And they started laughing about it. So, we, you know, it was good. And I do have to say uh, for the pictures, too, they actually uh, you, you probably know, too, that they actually gave you a little bit of time. You know, it wasn't if you've been on the Kiss Cruise, you know what I'm talking about. You go in there, I mean, I mean, they were pretty fast with the photos, you know, but they were like lightning fast. Basically, they give you a chance to, to, to go and say hi, you know, turn around, you know, what, where you want to be. And they took like a I think they took like three or four shots, you know, of each time. So if you, you know, blanked or eyes, whatever you looked or you're, you know, you're going, uh, you know, what I mean, you're standing next to one of the idols going, uh, at least they, you know, they took like three or four shots. You know, you got a <laughs> you got a chance to get ready. Get ready, chef, fire, ready, go. You know what I mean? They give you like a little bit of chance. Not the kiss cruise. You're basically you're already going as you're walking like inside the door, going. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get out. Yeah, yeah. And then basically move, 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 move. Go, 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 go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he basically walked around, went back out the door, and that was it. You know what I mean? So I mean, the photos went really well. I, th- I, I thought they, I thought the know? photo experience was fantastic because obviously I, I did do the photo with uh, Eric and Ace, and uh, you know I, I go in, at, you know, and I had a few moments of uh, harassment by by Eric first, uh, of course, which is why my expression is as it is on, on on my face on my photo. And you know, he it, loves you, doesn't he? It, it, it was really fun. I you know I, I don't know what love's got to do with it, but uh, you know he he's uh, got a good sense of humor. You know, and and it's always fun. not with me though. It, it, it's always fun interacting with him, and Ace was just sitting there grinning. Um, so. You know, it, it was a good moment, you know, versus, say, Reno, when, you know, I did the, the platinum package there. It really was a fast process. And they're telling you, I mean, they've got basically um, uh, a, a gunny sergeant there that you will do this. You will not do that. You will do this quickly. You will stand there. You, the photo will go and you will get out and you will yeah. smile. You know, but, you know, even in Reno, because of my T-shirt moment, you know, it wasn't as fast as that, as, you know, some other people. I, I'm just surprised. I mean, I did give you my, my pass for the, what was it, the uh, the and, the Bruce photo? Yeah, Br- Ace and Bruce. And, and I'm still shocked about it because I don't know why you passed. And then I turn around and say, hey, Kim, you, you want to go? And because I'm like, you can go, you can do it, or you can come with me. No, I don't want to go. I, I was flabbergasted first by you, and then Kim said, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm all set." I'm like, "I guess I'll go." So I'm in my shorts and my four by three t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I didn't skip it for any reason other than just not wanting to be away from the table as much as possible. You were pa- you were packed at the time too. That's the, the table was packed, and you were people were coming up left and right at the table at that time. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll go." I sit there, and, you know, I get like I said, I get my shorts on, which I never do for a photo because you don't know. They're just going to take from your waist up or whatever it is. So usually put the pants on and whatever. But uh, I was like, I went with the four by three shirt and I walk in and I go between him. And, um, you know, Bruce said comments on the, on the shirt. He go, you know, whatever he goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. They're a bunch of nice guys. And I said, just like you guys. <laughs> so that was, you know? was that Bruce and ace? Yeah. Bruce and ace. Yeah. You, you, you know, again, it was just, you know, it was end of the day for me. I, I was a bit brain fried at that point. Um, 
I don't even think it was the end of the day. I, I don't even remember was... where it was, but, you know, I just was not going to be a good photo for me at the time. And, and, you know, it had nothing to do with Bruce and Ace together because obviously having two Kiss guitarists in one photo is a fantastic opportunity. It just was that I did not want to leave the table uh, any more than I absolutely had to during the day. And because I'd been back and forth quite a few times, you know, running the guitar around for signing, uh, that I didn't want to miss people. You know, when I came back to the table, you know, and Kim said, oh, we sold two records. I'm like, well, damn it. You know, I, you know, I didn't get to interact with that person myself. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things or to see, you know, some more books had gone. Um, you know, to not have handed them over. Um, you know, again, well, they, could, they could all, you know, like we said too, we told some people when you, you had to go, you know, wherever you had to go to do some things or whatever. And we told them, you know, if you, if you buy a book or something or this or that, just come back. Or if you want to wait until he comes back so you can have him sign it. <laughs> that was my plug. Every time you left, somebody come up and say, Oh, I, I want to get a book. I'm like, well, he's not here right now, but if you come back, you buy the book, he'll, he'll sign it for you. Please leave you a message I mean? and he'll get back to you as soon as he can. All right, let's yeah. bring let's bring this one to close. You know, even after you know your 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 points about the ticket, you rated this expo a nine at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. You know, so it really, really was a good a good expo. And again, I didn't take photos. You know, I met so many people and I just don't have time to take photos, you know, during these events. And I, I miss that part of it. Yeah, you know, I think I took five photos and four were in the uh, in, in the concert, uh, one of I the took... concerts, just, to, you know, from the way back, just to get the atmosphere. And then I took a picture of Steve being interviewed by the local news. That was all I, I... I took. I didn't even take a picture of you guys. I didn't take a picture of Joe or Sonny or any of the podcast cats. Nothing. I mean, I didn't get pictures with so many people that I've known online. Ken and I didn't get a picture together. I mean, that, I mean that's kind of disgraceful on my part. Because you don't I, think I do about it. You're just doing stuff. Uh, you don't think about it. You know, I didn't get a picture with Corey. I didn't get a picture, you know, with so many people that I've known. I've got that. Hopefully, that one picture coming with Mark that uh, Carol took. But you know, that that will be it for me. I, I, you know, come the cruise, I have to do a better job, and hopefully, I will yeah. see a lot of these same folk again on the cruise, and can we, I, can, we can do some photos. Can I say one more thing though? I, I have to give an extra shout out to the guys in Four by Fate, basically Todd, John, Pat, and, and Robert Fuso, which is the original drummer for Skid Row. They go into their table and they didn't charge a penny to sign anything. What class act? You know what I mean? Not one cent. They, they signed everything for free. Think about it. No matter what you slapped on the table in front of them, they signed it. You, I mean, seriously, you can't get any more awesome than that. You know, and, and, and Anton, too. Anton's lines were long, 10 bucks. I mean, really. Seriously? You can't go wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was that's what even, even more. A lot of people were, like, up and down, like, really cheering about that, too. Class acts, man. They weren't And most of the, most of the uh, people weren't charging a lot of money to have signatures which was very cool no it, all around it was very good value uh, again one thing I, I need to go back on kissarmywarehouse.com and check out they did have some hats uh for the 25th anniversary did they have t-shirts again i did not look on on the day because that is one thing and maybe they can do the math the fact it. make some available but uh i i wouldn't mind one you know again i didn't i bought the one bobblehead and oh. And one, they had, and they had cups like the Kiss Cruise. Like they had all the different colors. You had to buy them in a set. The oh. blue, the red, green. It was a set like the Kiss Cruise. And they were 10 bucks for the set. And they had some picks. They had a, a pen and a hat. 
I didn't see any shirts. Okay. And, and technically, this is I was good because I was you know there early with you and stuff. And they you know there was seventies stuff around eighties, nineties, you know up to up to now, whatever. And believe it or not, the only thing I tech beside the signatures, you know, uh, the only thing I bought all weekend was the cups. <laughs> I was really good because <laughs> I just you know I need I need to be good for a couple months, the cruise and everything else, so all that stuff, but. I, I it really, like I said, I rated a nine. I know I have some little bit of beefs. It was hot. Jillian, you know it was hot. That's another beef. <laughs> the rooms, the rooms are just hot. Oh, you know, everywhere hot downstairs. Hot. You know, there were, there were moments when the two o'clock crowd came into that little area. Yes. Uh, the air just sucked straight out and it got brutally hot. I mean, I was full aerobic, so I was like a smelly, sweaty pile of crappy Scottish haggis. Um, you know, so I, I I just stank. But uh, you know, other points when it wasn't as crowded, the air did circulate. So you know, it was high 80s in Indy that weekend, which for me coming from San Francisco, where today it's 61 degrees. Um, from here too, from New England, it hasn't been uh, that warm either. So you're going from one extreme to the next. And it was we admit it, it was hot in there. It wasn't just us. It was hot. It was muggy. It, it it was hot, but in the performance room, in the in the concert room, was nice. Was very pleasant. That was yeah. They actually cooled that extra that room off. <laughs> that 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 was just as well when I went up on stage to do my Q and A that it wasn't all hot because uh you know I was sweating anyway with, with nerves under under the the. You th- did a fantastic job, man. You did an awesome job. Pre- actually, all the speakers did. You know, all the people who did the Q and As. All did an awesome job. That's, you know what I mean? That's what it, I mean. People complain, oh, he didn't ask the deep enough questions. I mean, those guys are not doing it for you know for hours and hours. You got about what? You got thirty minutes. You got thirty and, minutes if you're lucky. Yeah, you know, you whatever. Know. Bang, bang, bang. You know. I mean, what do you? What do you I mean, how far dig you want to deep? You know, when the guy goes to the bathroom or something. You know, I mean, you follow him around. I mean, yeah, what? And, and 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 just I you know I do want to wrap this up, but. Uh, yeah. How deep do you want to go? Do you want to ask such a deep question that the person on stage with you says, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You don't do not want to do that to a guest where you may not have had time to sit with them beforehand and kind of uh, winkle out of them where they want to go. Respect your guest. And, you know, again, opinions vary. There is no right answer because every guest is different. Every uh, Q&A moderator is different. But I think what you want to do is have a good dialogue happening on stage where your guest is talking the most rather than my job was just to set up stories in in my mind was to set up stories that for Michael to tell. And that's all I attempted to do. And then to ask a few questions in the audience and Davey was running around with the remote mic to do all the, the hard work out there in the audience of, of choosing who, who was going to do those questions. So, you know, it all varies. Looking at the style of the ones that I have had a chance, you know, I thought that everyone, the the interviewees and the moderators did a great job. I, I think it was good questions for the most part from the audience. Yeah, you got the ace one that had a few entertaining ones, but come on, you know, that adds spice to it as well. So, you know, getting back to just the, the overall event. You know, next year, the Kiss Indie Expo turns 21. That means she's fully legal. She can vote. She can drink. Um, she can do everything. So what is Keith and Get a Life and Steve going to do to top this year? 
can it be I, topped? And I, this is a question for you to think about. I don't want your answer today. I don't want an off-the-cuff answer. This is for everyone who attended and maybe some who weren't able to. What do you think they could do to top this year? So uh, we got to wrap this up. We're going to leave it there. You know, again, everyone who I met this weekend, it was an honor to meet you. And I thank you very much for coming by my table. Corey, Andy, Kim, Ken, you know, thank you for hanging out at the table and helping me. Very much appreciated. Great. To Anytime. See, great to see all my <laughs> podcast brothers and sisters. And again, so many people. I look forward to seeing many of you again on the cruise. To Keith and Steve, thank you so much. And, of course, to all the talent who attended the Indie Expo, thank you for being there. Thank you for being so gracious and wonderful. And um, let's do this again, man, because that was freaking fun. All right. So from Andy and myself, thank you for watching the Kiss FAQ podcast. We will see you next time. Whoa. <laughs> Bada bang. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.